Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Do you know what I use to record these podcasts? It's Anchor by Spotify. It's the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need all in one place. Let me explain. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or a computer. It's all really, really easy. It's all really intuitive. When hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your podcast on listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. It's everything you need to make a podcast. Good morning. Welcome to Breakfast with Ken for Friday, April 9th, 2021. We're brought to you, as always, by the great people at Today's Dentistry, Dr. Mike O'Neill, the best dentist I've ever gone to, the only dentist I've gone to the last 27 years. Give him a call, 317-849-2933. Do you know I go to Dr. Mike O'Neill because he's the best? And when you can hire the best to take care of something related to your health, that's exactly what you do. Give them a call. Like I said, 317-849-2933. Hey, you can be the 2,000th subscriber to, to this channel on YouTube. If you're watching on YouTube, click subscribe, like, ring the bell. Let's go. Hey, let's talk about sports, shall we? Indiana has just been crazy the last four weeks. It's been unbelievable. What chaos at Indiana University. First, Archie Miller fired. Then Mike Woodson hired. Then... Thad Mata hired. Then it looks like Larry Brown hired. Dane Fife definitely hired. You got guys coming and going. And last night we found out finally at about 7.30 that Armand Franklin is leaving the program. He's going to the University of Virginia. Hard to blame a guy for making that kind of decision. The University of, of Virginia was founded and designed by Thomas Jefferson. I don't know who founded or designed Indiana University, and I love Indiana University to my core. I'm wearing an Indiana University shirt. Can you see? Look, I don't own a Virginia shirt, but you got a chance to go to Virginia. Yeah, you can't begrudge your eye that. That basketball program has grown to where Indiana wants theirs to be, and that university is absolutely special. So Armand Franklin, a cathedral product right here in central Indiana, Indianapolis, northeast side of Indianapolis, going to Virginia, neither a surprise nor something that should be begrudged. Now, if he went to Kentucky, that'd be a different thing. He's going to Virginia. Let's talk about Kentucky because they got a guy who may wind up replacing Armand Franklin, and that's Keon Brooks. Oh, by the way, Race Thompson yesterday decided to stay at IU, so there was that news, too. The news is coming out in torrents every single day out of Bloomington. It's exhausting 
for, for the people in Bloomington, for us, it's wonderful. Anyway, Keon Brooks at Kentucky. He has not entered the portal yet, so maybe we tap the brakes on getting excited about Keon Brooks. we got to remember a few things about Keon Brooks. Same high school class in Indiana as Armand Franklin and Trace Jackson Davis. Keon Brooks, this kind of surprising. He started only three games this past season for Kentucky, but he led Kentucky in rebounding. He was not a very good three-point shooter, hit 21% from beyond the arc. Keon Brooks is a guy who slides into that three-hole pretty easily. But again, we got to remember, just like we were talking about Xavier Johnson yesterday out of Pitt, Xavier Johnson, a good player on a bad team. And last year, Keon Brooks was a guy who didn't start for a Kentucky team that finished 9-16. and So let's not get all, you know, giddy about Keon Brooks coming to Indiana, especially because he hasn't entered the portal. So a lot of rumors, a lot of social media chatter. Maybe he comes, maybe he doesn't. He ain't going to put you over the top. He sure as hell didn't put Kentucky over the top. So, uh, you know, let's be realistic about what the addition of Keon Brooks would actually mean in Bloomington. But it has been an absolutely crazy four weeks in, at Indiana. I can't remember a four weeks like this ever. You know, even like Tom Crean getting fired and Archie Miller taking his place did not come with this kind of, this kind of churn from within, the, from within the roster because what you had, you didn't have rules that allow people to transfer unfettered and, and gain virtually uh, always immediate eligibility. You didn't have that in 2017. You do have that here. And, and really, six guys entered the portal. And so you lost Al Durham. You lost Armand Franklin. Indiana did. But they retained Christian Lander, right? They retained Jordan Geronimo. Uh, they retained Race Thompson. And uh, whom I, who am I missing? That's a good question. Uh, Parker Stewart, who we didn't see play. And, and really, at this point, wouldn't know him if I bumped into him on the street because we haven't seen him play. Uh, but the, te- the transfer from Tennessee Martin, who is a volume scorer at kind of the combo guard spot, it's going to be interesting to see who earns minutes. Mike Woodson is not afraid, obviously, of putting together a roster where guys are going to compete for minutes and push each other. If I'm Rob Finnessy, I'm working on everything right now, and I'm doing it all day long because Rob Finnessy is a guy who could wind up not, obviously not, I mean, potentially, not obviously, but not starting. And there's going to be, there's 200 minutes available in a college basketball game. you got five guys times 40 minutes each, right? That's 200. Who's going to get the 200 minutes? Where does does Hunter fit into all of this? Great question. Right now, you got to say he's a starter at the three, right? Among the bigs, who's playing, who's sitting? Great questions, and those questions are going to be answered. But you know what? You can't be fearful about that kind of question. you got to go out and get the best guys you can get and let the guys sort that out during workouts and during practice. Indiana is not going to bestow minutes upon kids. Kids are not owed minutes. you got to have competition within that program, and I think Mike Woodson's bringing that in bulk 
to Bloomington and Cook Hall. All right, let's talk uh, about the NFL draft, which is just 20 days away, that first round. We've been talking all week long about the left tackle position, and we will continue to. Today, we talk about a kid out of Notre Dame who was a left tackle. That's Liam Eikenberg. Not very big. 6'6", 306 at his pro day. He, he's a guy, he's not terribly athletic either. He is a high floor, low ceiling guy. He does things fundamentally correctly, but his size and length do not project to elite level status among left tackles in the NFL. So is he a guy that the Colts are going to look at as a generational type, that, that next guy from Tarek Glenn to Anthony Costanzo, and then Liam Eichenberg, is he going to be that guy at left tackle? If they trade back, he's going to be available. We'll just put it that way. Again, high floor, low ceiling. Not going to be, at least he doesn't project to be a Pro Bowl type of uh, left tackle. However, Anthony Costanzo never made a Pro Bowl, and he was damn good. So that's not necessarily the standard. And Liam Eichenberg... Really, his physical traits project more to guard than they do to tackle. If you could take Liam Eikenberg, the experience that he's had, he didn't miss a start the last three years. If you could take him and, and combine his like grit and uh, his, his experience with a kid like Northern Iowa's Spencer Brown, you got something. Spencer Brown, like 6'8". He's going to get heavier. He's going to keep building his body. He's got great potential. He's a guy who could go in the third or fourth round and in two years be a top-level left tackle in the National Football League. Maybe not initially, but boy, oh boy, does he have all the trademarks of a guy who is going to play in the NFL at a really high level. I He went to Northern Iowa, so I haven't looked at him but you read scouting reports of him, and you kind of get a pretty good picture of who Spencer Brown is and what he could contribute eventually, and a guy who's projected to go in the third or fourth round. Uh, Pacers tonight at the Magic, 7 o'clock. The Magic, since their deal uh, with the Bulls, they're not very good. You take a guy like Vucevic, and, and you dispatch him and don't get a whole lot back you know what, your team is not going to be as good. They've lost their last three, the Magic have. We'll see what the Pacers are able to do tonight on the road. We'll see who's healthy. Brogdon, Sabonis, Turner, any of these guys going to be able to play? Will all of these guys be able to play? We'll find out later today. Nate Bjorkman is going to tell us all at about 5.30 today uh, after the shoot-around. Masters yesterday, how about Justin Rhodes? Justin Rhodes is on fire. The last 11 holes, he played the last, he was two over after seven, and he finished his round seven under. I don't have to be a math whiz to understand that means he played his last 11 holes at nine under par. That's unbelievable. How about Jordan Spieth yesterday? So he leads by three. Spieth is at one under in large part because he ran a chip in on 15. He was behind the green. Anybody who knows anything about Augusta, you know that it slopes, the green slopes precipitously toward the water. Uh, on 15, and Spieth, if that if that chip doesn't hit the flag and drop, it's going in the drink. And if it goes in the drink, that's probably another four shots. 
So instead of being at one under after that eagle, he'd likely have finished at three over and he'd be virtually eliminated from contention in the tournament. But at one under, Jordan Spieth still got a chance. That's how this place works. Sometimes golf is fair. Sometimes golf is really unfair. Every once in a while, you get a bad break. Every once in a while, you get a great break. And sometimes it takes a great break to win at Augusta. Jake Arrieta, really good last night. Again, two earned runs allowed through six innings. He's 2-0 and on the season. Looks a little bit, a little bit, like the Jake Arrieta from the second half of 2015 and from 2016. Let's hope that comes to pass. With Arietta pitching like that, Hendricks pitching like he is, maybe you got a chance to put something together. The, the thing that I really don't like about the Cubs is that they got to hit home runs to score. Yesterday, they scored four runs. Rizzo, Baez, Bryant all hit homers. They are incapable of stringing together base hits in a way that's going to bring runs across the plate. And, and, and so when they face bad pitching, this really reminds me of the 2008 Cubs. <clears throat> they were great at scoring a bunch of runs against the fourth and fifth starters. They were terrible one through three because those pitchers don't make mistakes in bulk that lead to home runs. Cubs are going to hit a lot of home runs, but they're not capable of scoring a lot of runs because they don't put a lot of hits together. That's just the way it is. I hate it. You got to score the old-fashioned way once in a while. Take your base. Rizzo, for God's sake, if they're going to put on the shift, dump a bunt down the third baseline and accept a base hit. You could hit 350 if you're willing to just push the ball down the third baseline or anywhere on the left side of the infield, you're going to beat that out for a base hit, and all of a sudden you start the merry-go-round. Merry-go-round doesn't start in Chicago. It's a, uh, it's a roller coaster. You're either hitting home runs or striking out, and it does drive me crazy. Uh, Jeremy Del Horn, happy birthday. Let's celebrate some birthdays, shall we, as we celebrate the 2,000th subscriber to this channel on YouTube. Uh, Danny Rolden, happy birthday. Bill Cormier, happy birthday. Uh, David Dunn, Brian Dorsett, former Chicago Cub. Brian, look, you know it. The Cubs, they, they got to work at putting guys on base, for God's sake. Instead of hitting solo home runs, what are we doing? The great Kevin Lee. Kevin Lee knows the father of Jackson. Kevin Lee of NBC Sports. Kevin, tell him, for God's sake, put some guys on base. Uh, Ellie Petkoff, happy birthday. Jeff Harrington, Keith Rice, Fred Mahler, happy birthday. Sarah Risley, John Brush, and the great Tisla Lassort, one of the finest program directors in the history, the proud history of WGN Radio in Chicago. Certainly, I don't want to besmirch those who have passed before us, but she, a little bit stronger than Kevin Matheny, let's be honest. Uh, today, Inside Indiana, I don't know why that makes me smile. Poor Kevin, right? Passed away. Kevin was nuts, though. That, that he died doesn't mean he wasn't kooky. He, he was pig vomit for Howard Stern, went on to program w, uh, WGN. I was like, what are you doing? I interviewed for six hours with this guy for an assistant PD job back in 2010 or 2011. I thought, how cool would it be to go back to WGN where I was a sports intern back in the day? And I listened, didn't talk so much to Kevin Matheny. And I, th I thought, I can't work for this guy. He's insane. 
he did insane things at WGN. <laughs> and now he's gone. And I'm sad that he's gone. He was a life force, this guy. Anyway, uh, Inside Indiana Sports now, coming up at about 3 o'clock this afternoon. We'll continue to break down the draft, and we'll have any news. If Keon Brooks enters the portal, we'll tell you all about it. But until that happens, I'm not talking any more about Keon Brooks because I just don't think it's worth getting that excited over. Talk to you at 3 o'clock.